welcome to the SWB Crawler Crawlcast. I know this is a thing I've done before, but I'm sort of reimagining things, and this is what I'm calling episode one of the new show. So I hope you guys enjoy. Thank you for joining. If you're joining live, um, this will be released also as an audio podcast. So anyone who's interested in consuming this that way, uh, I'll release a link at some point so that you guys can download it that way. Um, so, yeah. I think I'm just going to hop right on into this. Uh, the idea here is I'm going to cover some news, and then I'm going to give you some sort of, if you remember my quick casts, some sort of a you know quick cast style chat. Um, we'll see where this goes over time. Maybe I'll bring in co-hosts. Maybe I won't. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. So here we go. Looked up some news tonight before the show to uh, to see what's out there in the world of Jeep and off road. I'm going to try not to limit this show to just Jeeps, even though it is what I love and what I know. But, um, you know, we'll see where that goes, too. So, uh, the first article I found is from San Diego. Um, it's from the Fox 5 San Diego site. There's a link in the notes of this video and the show notes if you're uh, listening audio. You ever head out for the day to go fishing? You're loading your boat into the, the bay, and you see a Jeep renegade sort of submerged in the water? Well, that's what happened to this San Diego resident. Uh, he was out 6 a.m. in the morning on, a, I think it what they said it was a Saturday, loading his boat, I presume to go fishing or just enjoy a day on the water, and he sees a Jeep Renegade, partially submerged. <laughs> uh, the uh, responders investigated to make sure that the vehicle was empty, and they found that it was, so no, nobody was hurt that we know of, um, but the Jeep Renegade, obviously, suffering a bit of water damage there. Uh, they recovered it and found out that... Surprise, surprise, it's stolen. So, yeah, stolen Jeep Renegade ends up in the water. Imagine that. Next uh, on my list here, this is actually kind of cool. The uh, the Jeep Gladiator. You've heard of it, I'm sure, the new pickup truck from Jeep. Um, I came across, uh, it's actually a Facebook post from a, uh, a Jeep dealer, Sleepy Hollow Chrysler Jeep Dodge, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Just list them all on there. Um, I'm going to try to show you guys the video. I don't know how this is going to work because, uh, well, first time I'm using this streaming software. So I'm going to switch scenes here, and then you should see my other browser window here. All right, so for those of you who are listening, you'll just you'll just have to go look uh, in the notes for the, um, the video because um, it's in one of the articles here. So this is a, a, a dealer modified Jeep Gladiator that's at some festival somewhere. I have the sound muted so you guys won't hear it, but you'll be able to see it if you're watching live. So uh, here it goes. It's basically a black uh, Jeep Gladiator, 2020 Jeep Gladiator. It's got some white steel wheels all on it with some classic Jeep center hubs. It's got a big gold bar down the side. It says Honcho. Um, the video spends a uninteresting amount of time panning out to show the crowd of people listening to country music and bobbing their heads and showing us their beers. Uh, then it goes back to the Jeep Gladiator, which is actually pretty nice looking. Uh, it's got this this bed-mounted spare tire. It's got these white wheels. Let me get off of the... There we go. It's got these white steel wheels. Pretty cool. Um, it does look nice. I do have to wonder about the quality of dealer modifications like this. Uh, but it does look nice. It's a very nice throwback to the the old Honcho edition of the original J10 Gladiator. So pretty cool stuff. 
So, uh, on to the next article that I've pulled up here, and this is not Jeep-related. Surprise. Guess what wagon Chevy is finally hitching itself to? The uh, off-road pickup market. Now, this isn't Chevy's first foray into an off-road branded pickup truck. Their ZR2 packages from uh, previous years uh, were definitely popular. But uh, apparently they've got a new package recently, I think for 2019, called the Trail Boss Package for the Silverado line. Uh, and it's, uh, been quite a, it's been quite a hit, and they've picked up on that, and they're, they're upping production to, uh, to make the, um, the Trail Boss uh, a, a bigger seller. So um, this doesn't look like it's meant to compete with things like the Ford Raptor, because the Raptor is a much higher-end vehicle, from what I understand. This is more like a trim package. Um, I don't have all the details on exactly what's in the Trail Boss package, but it looked like it's more on par with, say, things like the Gladiator, or they mentioned the, uh, the, the Ram 1500 Rebel package, which I, I assume is another uh, off-road package from the Dodge camp. And that's all the news I've picked up for today. So what we're going to do is move on to sort of a more general format here. So bear with me. All right, folks. So that was my attempt at a transition. Um, bear with me. I just have to say that again, because this is the first time I'm trying this particular streaming software. I'll get some bugs worked out. I'll make this better for next time, I promise. Uh, maybe some better sound cuts, maybe uh, better sounds in general. Uh, so anyway, um, you guys might remember my quick casts from uh, the, the YouTube channel. Uh, also, those of you who are listening audio only, uh, and maybe you don't know that SWB Crawler is a YouTube channel. It's also a website. Um, so www.swbcrawler.com or youtube.com slash swbcrawler will get you to the main presence for SWB Crawler uh, on the internet. Um, it's a project I've run for quite a long time where I talk about Jeeps and I talk about off-road and I talk about things that I know and things that I've observed and news and whatever. Just pretty much it's, my, it's the place where I can shout into the internet about all things Jeeps and off-road. Um, if, uh, if you don't already, I'd recommend you go to my YouTube channel and subscribe because that's where most of the media of this type is being released. You'll find a lot more uh, video content there than you will audio content in the podcast world. This is more or less my way of reaching into another market, uh, so check that out. Uh, and as I was mentioning, if you remember my quick casts from the YouTube channel, uh, these were um, basically I would start up a... a a video recorder and an audio recorder while I was driving to work, and I would just basically pick a thing and talk about it while I was while I was commuting. Um, it worked out well enough. I got some pretty interesting content out there. Uh, what it didn't have was high quality. The sound was not great. The video was not great. Uh, it was shaky. It was hard to edit, hard to get up to the standards that I liked. So I decided that I was going to start doing quick casts like I am right here in in my home office where I'm set up to do podcasts and I'm set up to do video recording and everything. Um, then I thought it might be better if we just rebrand this back to a project that I had a much, much longer time ago. Before I had a YouTube channel, I tried my hand at a podcast called The Crawlcast, which I recorded in a similar way to The Quickcasts. I recorded audio while I was commuting. 
And again, the quality was not there, which is why it fell off. It didn't have great uh, listeners and whatnot. So um, this, I hope, will be a replacement for that. So that's why I'm doing this. That's why I've sort of relaunched the Crawlcast name. Uh, the quick casts, I think, are going to die off. They're just sort of going to blend in with the Crawlcasts, and I hope everybody's okay with that. Uh, this isn't garage footage. It's not wheeling footage. It's just me giving my opinions to the world. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. So, the thing I wanted to talk about tonight, there's an old saying in the Jeep community, Jeeps are built, not bought. It seems like uh, today's Jeep crowd has taken that a step further than I ever understood it to be, and I've been around in this community in quite a long time. So, back in the day, <laughs> I don't want to sound too old, but we are talking about 20 years ago, when I got into Jeeps and I bought my first YJ. And I was on the forums and news groups and whatever. That phrase was thrown around pretty frequently. And it was usually a way for people to sort of cast their opinions down on the newbies or on the folks who had uh, expected that they could simply walk into this sport, pay a bunch of money, walk out of the dealership with a brand new Jeep Wrangler and go hit the trails. Now we're talking late 90s, even earlier than that, probably as far back as the CJs, but that predates me. Um, the, the general point of Built Not Bought was that when you purchased a Jeep Wrangler and you walked out of that showroom, it was brand new or you bought it used or whatever, chances were that if you took that thing out on any sort of an extreme trail, you were going to break the heck out of it because they just aren't built all that strong or they weren't built all that strong from the factory. You had little piddly Dana 35 rear axles that were easy to break. Uh, you had the relatively weak Dana 30 front axle. You had, uh, in the YJ's days, you had the center disconnect on the uh, the passenger side axle shaft, which has always been seen as a weak point in that model. Uh, the things were leaf sprung, which isn't so bad, but it's not a great ride. Um, they didn't have great tire clearance, but they were okay. The suspension was not set up to flex at all because they had to meet on-road uh, specifications. Sway bar disconnects had to be installed in order to get any sort of flex at all out of that suspension. And the track bars, I mean, argue with me all you want. The track bars on the YJ were useless. Um, that's my opinion. Some people say it's really dangerous to run a YJ without track bars, but I did it for years and never died. I would not do that on a coil sprung suspension, so uh, keep that in mind, folks. Unless you've got like a four link or something, which don't need track bars. But I digress. Anyway. So my point is, until 2003, when Jeep came out with the Jeep Rubicon, you really couldn't just go into the, into the dealership and buy yourself a Jeep. Um, and you could probably just buy yourself a Jeep and then take it to an off-road shop and have it you know, trimmed out and built and throw a bunch of money at it, which is something that some people still do. Uh, and that's where the built-not-bought uh, at least to me anyway, that's what Built Not Bought really meant. Uh, you couldn't just buy the Jeep and take it wheeling. You had to build it. Um, and in those days, building was usually done in a way that was a little more at home in your garage. You had to use some ingenuity. You had to think through things. You had to know what the heck you were doing. Um, Off-road shops existed, but they were more for show trucks and trophy trucks or not trophy trucks, but show trucks, eh, I guess trophy trucks. They weren't built for, they weren't really there for the rock crawlers, they weren't there 
for uh, the off-road enthusiasts like we are today. Um, when the Jeep Rubicon came along, however, that changed a lot of that because the Rubicon took what a lot of the aftermarket and a lot of the home builders were doing and put that into a stock Jeep Wrangler. Dana 44 is front and rear, 4-to-1 transfer case, lockers. These are the core things that people were changing about their Jeeps at the time. And Jeep decided, well, we're going to do that for you. So now, all of a sudden, you have you can walk into a Jeep dealer, drop down 30 k or whatever a TJ Rubicon cost at the time, walk out with a relatively capable and pretty decent off-roader, right off the factory uh, factory floor, or factory showroom floor. Um, so I think that's probably how the, the, the adage, built not bought, has changed over the years, right? So now you can simply walk into a dealership and buy a relatively capable vehicle. And with every model and with every trim package that's based on the Rubicon, Jeep is pushing that boundary. So slowly but surely... The hardcore rigs are almost a thing that you can simply walk into a dealership and buy. And for all those things that you maybe can't just walk into a dealership and buy, you can either get in the Mopar uh, aftermarket or you can get at an off-road shop. There are people who will take their brand new Jeep JK or Jeep JL, take it to an off-road shop, drop down another thirty grand on new axles and new drivetrains and LS, LS swaps, and all kinds of crazy, and you end up with a really, really, really capable rig. So, are they any less of a jeeper than the rest of us? I don't know, they certainly have deeper pockets than I do, or at least a whole lot more debt that I'm willing to take on for a toy that I'm going to take out, of the road, uh, out on the trails, and beat up, and mess up the paint, and scratch up the undercarriage. But, you know, I guess everyone has their limits, right? So, um, I guess my point is, that I've always been the sort who likes to build their rig at home. And the built-not-bought adage seems to have taken on a meaning where it's, if you haven't stripped your vehicle down to the frame and completely tubed it out and customized it and built your own axles from the junkyard and completely buggied your vehicle, it's not a build, therefore, it's not, it's not, it's, it's bought not built. I don't think that's true. I'd at least, it's not the way I understood it. Um, this was always a thing exchanged amongst people like me who would take their rigs home and modify the things that made sense, do it themselves, do it in a way that made sense to them and the way they were using their vehicle, and uh, understanding what it is that they were changing, uh, which really, I think, was the, uh, the motivation behind that phrase. You got, you know, folks who walk off the dealership with that Rubicon and don't even know when they should be using four low. I'm not I'm not trying to look down on those people, but I am saying that they're not hardcore wheelers. And at least not yet. Maybe they will be. I see a lot of folks uh, through the Jamboree and through trail guiding that are newbies that walked into their local Jeep dealership and bought themselves a Rubicon. And most of the time, they they understand that they have no idea what they're doing. And they're there to learn, and that's great. I seem to be rabbit trailing just a bit here. Uh, my point is, <laughs> built not bought. Um, the I, I've I've seen this meme floating around 
Um, I, I wish I had grabbed it so I could show it to you folks on the on the live stream or folks watching this in a, in video format. Um, but it was basically um, there was there was a person claiming that they that they built their Jeep. And then there was this other person that said, you know, buying a four inch lift and slapping on 35s is not a build. Thus, you know, oh, you bought your Jeep. Um, personally, I think that if if you buy yourself a lift and you buy yourself tires and you install them yourself, you understand why you did it. And you didn't just do it because uh, you wanted to be taller than your neighbor or, you know, the guy down the street with the other Jeep. Um, I think that's absolutely a build, and you shouldn't feel bad about that. And um, I think it's kind of terrible that <laughs> the Jeep community is trying to make people feel terrible for that, simply because they're not a master fabricator, and they haven't stripped their Jeep down to every little lug nut and bolt and built it from scratch. I mean, how many people build a Jeep from scratch? I'm going to say almost nobody. Everyone starts somewhere, right? Everyone starts with a base. Uh, unless you're building a tube a tube buggy, and tube buggies aren't really Jeeps, are they? So anyway, I think I'm going to end it at that, because I'm really just sort of going round and round the same point. Um, I think my point really is, folks, uh, try not to look down on other people in this, uh, in this community. I mean, I think part of what makes this community great is the fact that we're such a friendly community, and... Uh, Casting your opinions on folks like that, making them feel like they're somehow lower than you, isn't really a great way to do that. So, with that, I'm going to call it a night, folks. Thank you for tuning in live, anyone who's tuned in live, and thank you for listening, anyone who's listening via the uh, the podcast, which I have yet to release. So, hopefully I'm going to make this a weekly thing, and I will catch you next time. Alright folks, this has been Crawlcast episode 1. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can check out my website www.swbcrawler.com or youtube.com slash swbcrawler. I also have merchandise on Teespring, so feel free to check that out. You can find the link to that on swbcrawler.com. Thanks for listening, folks. And thanks for watching, and I'll catch you maybe in a week. Good night. <laughs>